Jason, I'm extremely concerned. I think I'm going to need another shot. And on top of that, I can't attend my house of worship, man. Welcome. Now let's get the gentleman in here. All right. Tonight, we're going to have two gentlemen who sent Jason and I some products from the company they run. And I was damn impressed. There's one device, an Oregon device that's shaped like a pyramid that I put on my water faucet. Here where I am, the water is heavily iron. And when you wake up in the morning and you drink that first glass of water, you can you can taste the iron. With this device, the iron taste is completely gone. These gentlemen run a website called Psionic Metaphysics. I'm sure Rose will throw that in. And the CEO of the company is named Dylan. And his partner is Tony, who is calling himself an Oregon Tech. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks, Kurt. It's an honor. Well, it's great to have people who are doing things here. And we'll post the website in the chat. I've hooked these gentlemen up with access to the membership at crow777radio.com so that they can get in there and talk a bit. But where would you guys like to start? Do you want to talk about Oregon first? Yeah, we can start with Dr. Wilhelm Reich was the, the most modern account of Oregon that we can find. He's an Austrian physicist. He used to work with Sigmund Freud, and he was watching a black light over some bacteria one day and when they died there was this blue energy that he could see under the black light he thought that this might be the libido Fred was talking about but everybody thought he was crazy so he went to the United States and he founded this place called Organon in Rangeley, Maine and that's actually where he's buried now and he was doing all kinds of experiments with this energy he was making little motors where you could literally just put your hands on the bar on this cart and the organ from your body would power the cart and he had cloudbuster devices that used the orgone from running water sources and channeled it through these giant pipes. It was about the size of a semi-truck, and he could reverse deserts with this. Right, so I am remembering back correctly, and it's been about six or seven years since I did any research on orgone, and I knew people who were creating orgone cannons to try to stave off chemtrails, which I saw firsthand evidence that it works, but... If I'm not mistaken, Mr. Wright, he had a large orgone cannon device of his own, if I'm not mistaken. He was helping make rain for farmers. And I don't know if that's the correct story that's being told now, but apparently powers that be got interested and they jailed him. They took his devices. They took his research. Is that how you guys now know the tale to be told? That's correct. They actually did a door-to-door book burning in the 1940s of Wilhelm Reich's material. And the only reason that any of his books have survived into present day is because they 
they were translated back from German into English. You know, the first time that I was aware of Orgon is people had little Orgon devices that they'd made and they were seating them around cell towers. And But what piqued my interest was when they were out at night or when it was not quite dark and you used a flash, you could pick up all these little orb type things all around the Orgon. And I tested that in my yard and I found that whatever those little things are, they are centered around the Orgon. And that's how I got interested. I had a friend who, who lives in maybe the worst chemtrailing that I've ever seen anywhere who built an Orgon cannon, which you guys have examples of it. It's the copper tubes on your website. First-hand pictures were given to me and I visited there later and saw it where a perfectly round circle would be punched right through the chemtrail cover. And within a day or two of putting the device in, once it charges up with the Earth's energy, black choppers would always show up. Are you aware of any of these applications or the fact that it's pretty clear that the powers that be pick up orgon energy pretty quickly and send black choppers out to check it out? Yes. Actually, back when I was making Tabbuster prototypes, I buried one next to my smart meter. And as soon as I did, one of those black choppers flew over my head. And also, when we built our new Kimbuster here in California, which is like a super miniaturized version of the cannon, it's actually indoors. And they try to disrupt the ones that work outdoors by hitting the copper pipes with microwaves. And we saw a black chopper hovering around outside the house looking for the copper pipes. You know, usually these things sound conspiratorial, and I guess they are. They're the conspiracy. But I know certainly that what you're saying is correct. The black choppers were constantly hovering over the Oregon Cannon in this heavily chemtrailed area, both when we were setting up telescopes to shoot and when we were messing around with Oregon. And some of them were Department of Homeland Security. Jason, you want to get in on this? Well, I don't know how much I can contribute. I'm only vaguely familiar with concept of Oregon. I'm a little out of my league with this material, to be perfectly honest. Well, let's go back over to Dylan and Tony. Why don't you describe in ways people can understand what is orgon energy? Orgon energy, life force, chi, prana, it's gone by a lot of other names in different cultures. It would be the polar opposite of what the cell towers, the microwave ovens, and the wireless technology are putting out, which Wilhelm Reich called DOR, or deadly orgon radiation. The man who is credited with rediscovering the idea of orgon energy classified the frequencies that we all use every day and our whole hog, the way we live now, microwave, a wireless Wi-Fi, that was considered deadly orgone energy. So the stuff that's being generated by people who create orgone is pretty much the exact opposite of that. Is that the idea? It's like life energy? Yes. This is Tony. Hi. And so trees generate this. They can also call it scalar energy. Beyond that, orgone energy is generated by nature. And I guess mountains are the best example of it. You look at a mountain and you'll see a cloud on top that it's kind of it's lenticular clouds that look different than, say, a chemtrail cloud. All of those can be quantified images of those kinds of clouds. Can we give people a breakdown? Let's say someone wants to make a pendant or something. There is typical ways that little devices get made that people could understand. You describe to people the elements that might come together to create natural orgone? Yeah, there's actually a section on our website. You go under Learning Center and it says how to make orgone. Some videos that we've cataloged from YouTube from other people who make basic clear resin orgone. And if you wanted to make a pendant, you could just get a silicone pendant mold instead of the typical tower buster mold. And it's the exact same process. Orgone energy is attracted by organic material, but repelled by inorganic material. And the crystal makes sure it's never DOR. It's always positive orgone. So you just take some metal shavings and some fiberglass resin and you mix a hardener in. And then you whatever molds you want to use and you pour the resin in there and layer some metal shavings and like a couple pieces of quartz in there and let it dry. 
dry, and that, that's just by resin organite. The water purifier device I sent you and Jason. I'd been researching Wilhelm Reich and Emoto for a really long time, and I'd gotten sick of paying for distilled water to avoid the fluoride. Ever since then, it's been the only water I ever used, and after about two years of using it on myself, I decided to market it. My mind was blown. I took the little pyramidal-shaped device. I understood how it worked. I understood that it was Oregon. I wrapped a wire that comes out the bottom around my faucet, and I've got to tell you that we're kind of at the top of the pops here. Everyone geographically below us in our neighborhood, many of them have so much iron in their water that they don't really use it. It turns everything orange. Because we're fortunate to be situated where we are, we don't have it to that degree, but it absolutely tastes like iron. We put that on the evening, but in the morning time when I first wake up, I always drink a big glass of water and I always notice how irony it is. The next morning, my wife comes in and says, oh my God, it doesn't taste like iron. I went out and I was blown away. I mean, I'm not new to Oregon, but that blew my mind. Does this have anything to do with the ley lines of the earth or tie into any of that, like the energies of the earth and the way we interact with it and all that kind of thing? The ley lines do produce Oregon energy. The so-called fossil fuels are produced by the ley lines. The ley lines are, are, they're supposed to be energizing the pyramids of Egypt and Mexico and such, and they would clean the air for us. But since they're pumping all the oil out, those aren't working correctly. So now we have to make Oregon devices ourselves. So very interesting. Do you you guys have any experience? One of the things I noticed is we had the little discs and things around, and you would notice that insects might be close to the devices. We had them near our gardens. Seems to be a lot of different ways to make Oregon. Early on, you needed your seashells, your sand, your metal, quartz, all these kinds of things. And it seems like maybe the way that you're doing it is a bit simplified from there. Do you recognize different ways to make Oregon, or am I just so far behind, I don't understand that what is known has advanced? I consider what I'm doing a little more advanced than what most of the people who are making Oregon are doing. We actually take polyester resin, fiberglass resin, and silicone and blend that together, and that's the resin that we use in the Oregon. And we use uh, magnet wire, which is what they use to make electromagnets out of. So when you make an Oregon device, is there any typical tool you can use to measure any kind of current is the right word, but I think you understand what I'm getting at. As long as there's metal extruding from the piece of the orgon, you can measure it, but you can't measure it if it's completely sealed in plastic because the energy won't conduct outside the device. But let's say the tab buster, there's a coil that comes out of that. You could take a voltmeter, you can get them at your hardware store for like $12, one of the analog ones, and you just stick both ends on anywhere on that coil. And the lowest reading I've ever gotten is 240,000 ohms. And this is off of a device that fits in your pocket and is not connected to electricity. So wait a minute, are you suggest like so many of the orgon devices you see will be like in a clear resin completely sealed? Is it your contention that with no lead uh, wire out of that, you're containing the orgon in that sealed environment? With no lead wire, it would just it just emanates the orgon in all directions. That's why with the water purifiers, it folks the the wire coming out will channel the energy into the pipe that it's wrapped. We figured out with 3D printing, we think a lot of the old buildings with the orgon shapes, like the pyramids, were made with 3D printing technology. So we go down to 20 microns, and a micron is one one thousandth of a millimeter. So the way through every inch of this model, 20 microns is the precision that it prints this. And we put the actual resin and the metal and crystals inside the model and then seal it up. And because the micron tolerance is so small like that, it focuses the energy a lot better. So I was so impressed when I saw that and understood how you were making it, and here's why. Jason and I have done quite a number of episodes that rely on the old alchemical ideas, even hermetic tradition 
traditions that may precede it that talk about the angles of sorrow being 90 degrees. Well, the pyramids that you're making are the angles of joy. And with tolerances that precise, if there's any value to any of this, you guys got to be hitting the nail on the head. Okay, well, we're about to go to break here, guys. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what most people call Ormus or monatomic gold. I notice you're spelling it as Orms, but I'd like to get into that a bit. And we've had a number of people who have wanted us to cover monatomic gold. And the only reason I haven't is because as I got looking at it again, I realized that I didn't know enough to be current. So I'm hoping that we can address that when we come back from break. Anything you want to get in before we go, Jason? If anybody has any questions, obviously these two gentlemen are here and can take those for you so i'll keep an eye on the uh call uh call changer and if you want to get something in let me know all right we'll be back from break in a couple minutes no prayer and no hell but the one you made let's cash off and turn tail
you want to move. When you have a great melody, a song to last forever. Instantly connected. I love it when the beat goes. Did you know you can listen to Truth Frequency Radio on iHeartRadio? Just download the app to your smart car, smartphone, or smart TV and get the best of TFR wherever you are. iHeartRadio. I'll see you there. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes app. A message few of you will be able to believe. A message I alone was able to read in the fires of the universe. I also bring you the means with which to save yourselves. What are you selling, Mr. Snake Oil? Bring your friends here. My name's Jimmy. And every Friday and Saturday night, right here on True Frequency Radio at midnight Pacific, straight out of Santa Cruz, California, I'm cooking up a fresh edition of End of the Microcosm. It's not just a show, ladies and gentlemen. It's an adventure. Every Friday and Saturday night, your number one alternative to the alternative and the under underground. www tfrlive.com Good times ahead. See you there. No hate. No hype. No fear. We are TFR. Your protection from, from deception. That old crow spoke to me. Busted leg limp down the street Said we're both tied To our own trees Cut me loose Cut me loose Saw the deer before It's on me Back to the second half of Pro Triple Seven Live, and welcome back, Jason. Welcome back, Dylan. Welcome back, Tony. Let's get into Orms or Ormus, and I'll preface the conversation. There seem to be some very strong opinions on both sides of what this is, what it was, what it's good for, what it's not good for. So we'll start with you, Dylan. First of all, why don't you tell us how we say it correctly? Is it Orms? Is it Ormus? A lot of places online refer to it as Ormus, and it's monatomic gold. So how do you say it, and what is it? You say it Ormus is how it's pronounced, and I've always thought that the spelling with the U is a bit of a misnomer, because it's actually an acronym in the sense for Orbitally Rearranged Monoatomic Element. The basic Ormus that people sell is just gold. The difference between what we're selling and what most people sell as Ormus is 
theirs might have up to six trace minerals in it, where ours has up to 84 trace minerals in it, which is what the alchemists used to refer to as red powder worm. And most people who know how to make this aren't marketing it. I don't know anybody else who is. In order to actually make through a chemical process what you can make through an alchemical process, you would need to take 84 different metals to make 84 different precipitates and combine every one of them to make what you can get off of our website. Am I correct in calling it monatomic gold? Is that right? Uh, that's right. Or white gold or white powder gold. It's gone by a lot of different names. So there seems to be something to the whole Ormus idea here because it's been gotten a hold of and pulled like a tug of war in every direction from people saying it's clearly how the pharaohs of ancient Egypt lived to be 800 to the other side where they're saying males should not eat gold, females should not eat silver, all these things being said about it. So from your point of view, what is Ormus good for? Ormus is good for for general health, regrowing damaged organs and tissues, opening your third eye, detoxing from vaccines and fluoride and chemtrails. It's got a very wide variety of uses. They call it monoatomic gold because in order to make the basic stuff, you actually have to use acids to reduce pure gold into a form where it's a powder. It would be one atom per molecule and that's why it's called monoatomic because there's one atom in one molecule. And when you get the particles down that small, they absorb into your system a lot faster. So when you're going to create Ormus or are you starting with gold? I mean, do you have to actually buy gold? Can you talk a little bit about the process? Yeah, they call that lye method. That's making the simple ormus that you would find in most places. It's just gold. You would melt gold with acids and you would have to have a respirator so that the fumes didn't kill you. The way we make it, it's called the wet method and it's what the alchemists used to use to make the red powder. And I'm sure both of you are familiar with what a chakra is. It's a seven energy vortexes on your soul Certainly. and each one's a different vibration color. So if you know how to use your chakras like limbs, you channel your chakra energy down through your arm and into this solution. You take pink Himalayan salt, dead sea salt, and sodium carbonate. So baking soda is sodium bicarb. They call it washing soda, but it's sodium carbonate. And you combine that and the pink salt and the dead sea salt with warm. I always use the tap buster water because it's the cleanest water I know of. You heat that up and you mix that all together and you juice it with your chakras while you're stirring it. There's actually a video on the, there's a tap called Conspiracy Tube on our website and there's a video called Ormus in the Making on there. We actually filmed the batch after I stirred it you can see the gold particles and you, the gold actually comes out of what Wilhelm Wright called the source field, which would be the source of orgone energy in the universe because it's seemingly limitless is what we'll call it free energy sometimes. So if I remember correctly, I think this came onto my radar many, many years ago and I never thought about it until in the 90s. And then in the infancy of YouTube, the story went like this. There was some dude in Arizona, if I remember correctly, and I'm reaching way back, who found a white powder and had it tested in a lab or something and then and straight away, it's claimed the Department of Defense or some authority like that came knocking on his door. Are you familiar with this tale or do you have a more concise version of how it came back into our consciousness? David Hudson was the man who rediscovered it in the 90s. In 1996, he was a dirt farmer in Oregon and he found this field that hadn't been touched by pesticides or people or nothing had been grown on it for like 30 years. And he did. He found white powder. It was levitating white powder on the soil and he collected a sample of it and sent it to a private lab to be tested in Germany. And he did get a phone call from the Department of Defense ask, asking him 
and where he got this material from. Is there evidence for this? Direct evidence? Is there white papers? Anything we can look at that would actually uh, validate that out? You can look up David Hudson. Yeah, you you can look up his... David Hudson has a company called Harmonic Enterprises. I-N-N-E-R-P-R-I-Z-E-S. And that's where I used to get it from before I figured out how to make it myself. It's decent. It's about six trace minerals, the stuff that he sells, but he makes it from old soils and seabeds. So I checked out the Ormus that you guys are providing. It has a very kind of salty, minerally taste to it, but I've got to ask, 2008 or something, there were uh, quite a number of videos on monatomic gold online, and they were making all these claims that it was used for this, that, or the other thing back through history. Do you think any of that's valid? Do you think there's a there there? I've definitely seen evidence. It reverses gray hairs and aging of your cells and such, so I can see how that it would have been used for so-called immortality, where people live for like hundreds of years in a single body. Wait, you've seen direct evidence yeah, of that I, actually doing that? I personally have. I've been taking it nonstop for about six months now, and I my hairline has come back. A lot of my gray hair in my beard has disappeared, and it's almost like the the color comes back through the hair itself. You it looks take, like you're coloring it in reverse. Right. It looks like you're coloring it in reverse. And I think that's due to the monoatomic form that is. If people wanted to check this out, because I don't, f I mean, I know about it. Um, I don't feel like I know enough about it. If you were going to send people that wanted to investigate the value of monoatomic gold, where would you send them? There's a page called Ormus slash monoatomic gold in the Learning Center on our website. Uh, a couple documented good, really good Ormus documentaries that are a couple hours long on Conspiracy Tube, a tab on our website. And if they're still on YouTube, you could search Ormus or monoatomic gold there. And I'm sure that there's plenty of search results there. I've seen people using it in experiments with magnetic induction hot plates and making it levitate. So You've seen levitation? Uh, there's uh, several, but if they're still up there, I've seen videos on YouTube. You put Ormus on one of those new magnetic induction hot plates, the, about 1,200 watts, and you set the stuff on there and plug it in, and it'll levitate on top of the hot plate. See, this is what we need to be focusing on. There's there's ways we have to be able to prove what's actually going on with this stuff. Isn't the show Limitless about? Limitless with Bradley Cooper, the movie, and then there was a TV show that was a sequel around 20 episodes. The drug in the show, it was called NZT48. That was supposed to be monoatomic gold. Well, it's funny you should say that huh. because there's another drug that was apparently very hush-hush and I can't Hey, honey, do you remember the drug that helps you think? Ad, ad, no, it's not ad, um It's It starts with an A. We can't remember it, but it was literally supposed to amp a person's ability to use their brain. And knowledge of it was coming out, and then it totally went away. But one of my things was, when I was thinking about monatomic gold, is this is clearly going to relate to what an alchemist does. And in a weird way, since we're talking about pulling gold from a place where it wasn't, that really starts to speak to alchemy and not the kind of crude alchemy. And I've read a lot of very old alchemical things, and it feels like they're hinting at something like this, but I've never seen a clear historic record. This is part of the problem why I haven't gone at it, because it's so difficult to find things that we can prove out. But I want to put this forward to get off monatomic gold for a minute here. Two of the devices that you make to a very high precision is the Giza-type pyramid and the Mesoamerican-type pyramid. You guys really should put those out at night, get a camera with a flash, put them on the bare dirt and see if you can film these things going on around your devices. I would be very interested to know. That's what got me interested in it at first, but so many people think Orgon's nonsense. I've witnessed enough that lets me know there's absolutely something to it. I've seen a perfectly round hole punched 
through chem cloud cover in one of the worst areas of chems that I've ever seen. And not only that, the person who made it walked up some days after it had been charging in the earth and touched one of the copper tubes with a bare hand. And as she walked away, kind of passed out for a second. And it didn't hurt her or anything, but it was just more evidence that there's absolutely something going on here. So if, you, if you're not used to orgone exposure, then yeah, something like that could quite possibly happen if you, you your body gets overloaded, just like if you have too much of anything. And we well, have this theory that people actually have an addiction to cell phone energy or an addiction to DOR energy. You know, you get so used to it, maybe orgone. Yeah, some people would fr- might freak out. We were so saturated with Wi-Fi all the time actually will like freak out if you put a piece of organite in their house because they're not used to the energy. I don't think there's any doubt that people, I mean, television is a flat out example of that. People have been shown to go through withdrawals and not feel well and stuff like that if they don't get their, you know, 16 hours a day of television. It's been demonstrated, but right now, if people wanted to go and research Dr. Wilhelm Reich, there's actually quite a bit of his writings available at this point. Is that true? You can still find some of his books on abebooks.com, A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S.com. I'll add this to the conversation. I use a Metathera device. Dr. Lena, one of the people that we've had on our big show, recommended it, and it's made in Germany, and it's doing exactly what we're talking about here. Natural, maybe natural cymatics would be a good way to describe it, and I'm all about this machine. I think there's a there there. I think it's valuable. We know other people, Jason and I do, who use it daily and say they won't go without it. And it's in the same vein of what we're talking about. But the reason I bring it up, because again, its roots are in Germany. And there are a number of people who have stated over the years that if you want to do engineering or science of any kind, you need to speak German. And so I kind of think there's something to all this. Jason, do you want to get in here? Are you guys familiar with the episodes we've done with Dr. Lena? And do you see ties between the research and understanding that that man has? Because I think he's brilliant with all the, all the things you're working on. Sorry, I'm not familiar with him off the top of my head. Okay, well, we can we'll not worry about that now. Now, I, I would highly recommend you listening to those two episodes if you're looking for more information because he is not just a, a naturopath doctor and an allopathic medicine doctor. He's trained in alchemy. He's trained in spagyrics. Like he understands all these things and understands the real way to actually approach healing the body, not just throwing a drug at it like Western medicine does. But he seems to really understand a lot of these natural topics. And I believe he also did make mention that there is something to argon. I would add this. Dylan, if I was in your position, have you ever heard of cymatics? Dylan, are you familiar with cy- I have. cymatics? Uh, Okay. Isn't that what they use uh, the frequency generation on the sand to make the different shapes? Yes. Most people yeah. don't understand what they're looking at. That's how form is created. It's a big damn deal, and it's why you can find very little on it. As far as I, I've been searching for libraries that show the patterns and correspond them with the frequency, but I, if I was you doing what you're doing, but one of the things I would be interested in seeing is if you set up a cymatics test and you introduced orgone into one and then not into another using controls from the scientific method, design it carefully to really start to show if you can get a little further down the road here because all these things that are coming out of Germany that have to do with frequency, like the Metathera device, like Dr. William Reich, you know, basically what we, I guess we call it earth energy, if we were going to simplify it, they're all in the same vein. And yet, all of it is going to relate to cymatics. These are going to be frequencies. These are going to be wavelengths. These are going to be vibrational states. I'm just putting it out there. If I was in your position making these things and trying to demonstrate things, I would absolutely try to couple it with some cymatics experiments and see what you could show because cymatics on the face of it is very 
simple to interpret at a low level. If it's complex, the pattern that's made and well-defined, it tends to be a more natural frequency. If it's kind of blurred out or blobby or the complexity is lost, it tends to be the opposite. And this is demonstrated within the idea of 440A for orchestral tuning or the 432 called Verde tuning, one of the many names for it. So I'm just throwing it out there to you that it might be interesting way to start to try to demonstrate in a visual and meaningful way to people where the value might be here. I think it's also interesting to note that it seems that at the turn of the 20th century and then the first couple decades, a lot of folks were doing independent research on how reality really is. And then leading up to the Second World War with the eugenics movement and all of that, it just got totally squashed. And after post-World War II, we're, we're done. It's, it's over. Then the whole put everyone back to sleep thing seems to have gone on. And that's it. Like the Rockefeller medicine and everything – centered around that seems to be what's in total control. I guess it's like the modern day book burning. I don't want to oversimplify what's going on here, but you know, if we, if we're not able to access the information, like I said, I was in massage school. I got this class one day. They're watching a, a, a video about water. And I said, wait, water isn't a chemical. It has memory. Are you kidding me? And so I, I don't know when everybody else learned that, but Dr. Emoto was a big part of our understanding of how we make this product. I was just going to say that is a strong damn foundation. I think there's very few people in this chat room that at the time they first were exposed to Emoto's work, I mean, any thinking person starts to realize, hey man, there's more than this. I'm pretty damn big books and unfortunately they're they're modern edits. If you follow what I'm getting at here, they're, they're not without um, agenda. But what I did take is the substrates and things that you use to demonstrate the cymatic patterns can be anything from a liquid to a powder. But the powders tend to need to be very microfine and very dry and it also has a relationship to the to the level of i don't know smoothness is that the right way to say it probably not uh, of the plate that you're yeah. using yeah but one of the things that i did walk away with is funny it's like two sentences in this book it's a hardback book that cost a fortune it's about an inch and you know two inches and a half thick there is one sentence in there where they mention an experiment that i was able to find other inferences of where cymatic plate that's being charged with a frequency has a liquid as the pattern making medium. I think it was some kind of oil, very viscous oil that they were using. So they charge the plate and they get the pattern and they turn the plate on its side and all the liquid stays stuck to the plate. They turn it upside down. The frequency is holding the pattern. The medium liquid is sticking to the plate. So then they turn it on its side again and just click off the frequency generating the pattern for a moment and instantly the liquid begins to slide off the plate and the moment they clicked it back on, it jumps right back into its shape. And that's evidence of what we would call anti-gravity or any number of things, which is why I don't poo-poo the idea that, you know, there could be a levitating monatomic gold. I don't have any experience, but I'd sure as hell like to know more about it. I, do, you have an, uh, I, do you have an electronic plate? I, I don't even know how to procure one of those. Um, yeah, I think you can get them on Walmart. It's just like, it's like $40 or something. It's like a magnetic induction hot plate. Right. You, right. you, yeah. can, you can do it with your voice. You could just make a big tube with a membrane stretched over it, a rubber membrane, and just go, ooh, into sure. it with sand on it. That would be the most basic version. Actually, they claim that it was an opera singer, someone else who used a device like this, who first realized could show that the human voice creates form. That's one of the claims of where it started. But basically, the more advanced version, and Jason and I have talked about doing a movie on this because Jason's a, a uh, an audio tech. 
So tone generation, all that would be right in his ballywick. It would be easy. I for definitely us. have some ideas. Yeah, it would be easiest for us to run the numbers and start to demonstrate these are healthier frequencies. These are probably not. But the cymatics, in my view, kind of does that for you. Once you understand the complexity and the well-defined shapes are more helpful. Not only that, we have places like Rosalind Chapel. Rosalind Chapel has a bunch of cymatic pattern put into the chapel. The chapel, the cathedral that just got burned up, there's claims that there was cymatics being used to heal people before it was a Vatican institution with singing and organs and other devices. These things are hard to prove outright, but I absolutely accept that it's all possible. And that's because I know something of cymatics, but we're getting down to the wire here, guys. We've got a couple minutes. If you do put your devices outside at night in gardens and, you know, you see animals attracted or you take the flash photography test, um, please share those with us so we can share them with the community. And the other thing is, is if you do anything with cymatics and the energy that you are trying to produce here called orgon, we'd be very interested in any of that. Jason, anything you want to get in? We're about a minute out, two minutes out. Well, guys, where are you going with everything that you're doing? What's your intention? What, where do you want to see yourselves in the next couple of years? Just kind of curious what your plans are. I really started this business just to help heal the planet from all the poisons that are being dumped everywhere right now. I, you, I, sure. I figured out how to clean water, clean air, clean EMF, all that. I've never seen any effect on GMOs, unfortunately. But other than that, I'm pretty sure that we can reverse all of these poisons ourselves. It's, I think the problem most people have is they want to depend on an external agency to do this for them. And in this society, I just don't think that's going to happen. Here's the thing, man. I wanted to have you on because I'm rooting for you. I appreciate your mindset that we can do something about this. That is the most important thing out of all of this. The mindset that goes at these things is going to find solutions. So... All day long, I think what you're doing is worthwhile, but proving it out in a meaningful way so that a lot of people can appreciate it, that's a big deal. But anyhow, Jason, anything else? We need to get these guys to say where they can be found. Do you want to add anything? We're down under the wire here. Yeah, guys, are you going on any other shows? Are you doing anything else? Like, How are you trying to get the word out there? We toured a Conscious Life Expo earlier this year, and we're planning on sending Jimmy Church from Fade to Black Radio some of our products, too, to get on there. You know, it's getting people to actually use the product. We've got to wrap up. I just posted where you can find these two gentlemen, their website. Our website is psionicmetaphysics.com, which is P-S-I-O-N-I-C-M-E-T-A-P-H-Y-S-I-C-S dot C-O-M, psionicmetaphysics.com. Our email is psionicmetaphysics at gmail.com, spelled the same way as the website. And our business phone is 818-949-6770. They will be over at crow777radio.com, and I've invited them to open a thread. Anyhow, we hope that you'll all be there next Thursday for Crow 777 Radio. We will be covering the decade of the 70s. There it is, man. Cheers. No spell. No prayer. And no hell but the one you made. Let's cast off and turn tail